on the field, and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Greg Matzik. with the call. Big night for the rookies as Bryce Terang ties the game in the eighth with a clutch single. Joey Weimer pulls the game winner down the left field line to score the game winning run. Weimer also coming up clutch on defense as part of the run prevention unit and the Brewers knock off the Orioles 4-3 in game one of a three-game series at American Family Field. I'm Greg Matzik in for Dom Catronio tonight. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. We'll take it to 11.30 and uh, a Take your phone calls here at 855-616-1620. Happy to be joined by former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. And it, w- it was kind of a pitcher fest here, Augie. 32 combined strikeouts. <laughs> There's a lot of fans uh, in the stands tonight. A lot, lot of swings and misses. But nonetheless, the Brewers find a way. Well, you're talking about pitching, you know, and you got to love the strikeouts. But, you know, you got to like the way – Freddie Peralta went out there and really threw the ball very well tonight. I thought when you look at what he did, going out, commanding the strike zone, did a nice job. But you can't take anything away from this Brewer ball club when you talk about their defense. One of the big things about this ball club is that they've been able to do all year was to play good defense. And tonight, it really showed up. Yeah, you know, here we are. It's early June. The pitching is sort of middle of the pack. The offense has run into a bit of a rough patch here toward the bottom third of the, of the league in terms of runs scored and slugging and all those slash line numbers. But the defense remains elite, Augie, and we saw that on display here tonight with Weimers catching center field specifically. His bat is starting to show up in some big spots, but his glove has been there from the start in the absence of Garrett Mitchell. Yeah, you have to like what this team has done on defense. You know, you look, one thing you want to do with a ball club, especially to be good defensively, strong up the middle. And when you look at this Brewer ball club with Contreras behind the plate, and you look at what they had up the middle, the Montessario and, and Terang, and then you got Weimer in center, these are all young kids who have come up and played very well. And when you talk about defense, the way these young kids have played has really made a huge difference and where this Brewer ball club is right now. 4-3, the final tonight over the Baltimore Orioles. This is a very feisty Baltimore Orioles team, Augie. They come into tonight's game with the third-best record in all of baseball. Brewers come back after that long road trip. They had a game last night in Cincinnati. They get home late. They get on the board early, and then Baltimore is able to tie it up and take the, the lead late. I, it was really a, a collection of arms out of the bullpen that primarily held things in check here, but 16 total strikeouts after Peralta's start. What did you notice specifically about his outing tonight? He's been a little erratic in the last couple of opportunities. Well, I think tonight when you look at him, I thought the command of his fastball was really good. Uh, you know, every once in a while he gets out where he overthrows his breaking ball a little bit or tries to be too fine, and I thought the one thing he did really well tonight was command the fastball. And, you know, you look at what he did. He pitched the five innings, gave up just six hits, didn't walk anybody, which was really important, but had the nine strikeouts. And the one thing he seemed to do is go deep in the counts. But when he needed to make a good pitch, he was able to use that 
good breaking ball of his, but his fastball is still his main pitch, and when he commands that, he's very good. Yeah, top it out at 94 tonight. Nine strikeouts for Peralta, no walks. He threw 98 pitches. Did not factor in the decision in tonight's game. In fact, he was uh, out of the game with it tied. Brewers ultimately surrendering a solo home run late in the game. That appeared to be the winning run for Baltimore, but Milwaukee came up with some heroics, which we will detail coming up here as we continue. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. I'm Greg Matz again for Dom Contronio from American Family Field. We are back after this. Coming up, more Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Management is different, not driven by commission sales, not pushing financial products you may not actually need. For elite comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need, contact Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. AnnexWealth.com. Couple options for the difference-making moment of the game. I'm going to go here. 2-0 pitch. Hit in the air, right center field. Weimer on the run, and Weimer reaches out and makes the catch. Catch by Joey Weimer in the gap in right center on the warning track. Yeah, it came in the third inning, and it saved a couple of runs. Joey Weimer's bat helped win the game in the 10th, but his glove maybe helped save the game in the third inning. That was a situation, Augie, where Adam Frazier had let off the, uh, the inning with a single. Had a couple of strikeouts there, but then Austin Hayes also with a single. That put Frazier on third base, so two on, two out, runners on first and third. That ball from Hicks was in the gap. One inning prior to that, by the way, he hit a two-run home run, so he's feeling good at the plate, and Weimer's able to run it down. If he doesn't run that down, Frazier for sure scores, and because there's two out, there's a good chance that Hayes scores as well. So the run prevention unit on display there. For me, that's my Annex Wealth Management difference-making moment of the game. Yeah, I agree with you, uh, Greg. I think when you look at plays of the game that really help you save your runs and take away runs from another team, this team on the defense has played so well. And tonight, that play by, by Weimer in center field definitely was it. But I thought there was an important part that this game needed to have also. And I'll go a little bit differently than you, Greg. I'm going to say that first inning with two strikes when Brian Anders came up with the big hit. And then Toro followed with another base hit to go up two nothing. I thought it was really important for Milwaukee tonight to get off to a good start. And I thought the runs in their first inning really got them to off to that 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 lead that they needed so badly. But uh, uh, there's no doubt about it. When you talk about this game, I think the catch by Weimer really was really the play of the game. Yeah, I like having options, right? I, I like having options for the difference-making moment of the game because there were a few different options, I think, in this one. But you, you raise an interesting point, Augie, and you've been there before, right? You, you take them out against a, a team that, you know, for all practical purposes, would be in first place in the bulk of divisions in Major League Baseball, having an outstanding season, 37-22. and 22. They've got an offense that can mash. You get a lead early, that benefits the pitcher. You have that kind of elite defense behind you, that allows you as a pitcher to settle in. What's that like when you're on the mound knowing that you have elite defense behind you? And in the case of Freddie Peralta, you're playing with a lead. Well, I think with the way Freddie's been, been been throwing the ball lately, you look at his what started last start prior to that, had a little problems earlier in the ball early in the ball game and got off to a little bit of a slow start and then threw the ball very well. And I think going out with Freddie, getting that lead early in the ball game 
allows you to go out and relax a little bit and allows you to pitch your style of ball game. And, you know, we always talk Freddie as a fastball Freddie, and I still think he is fastball Freddie, but it comes to those secondary pitches. Does he have good command of those secondary pitches? And I thought tonight when he needed that good hard break them all or he needed a slider and a good side part of the plate, getting that lead early in the game I think gives you that confidence that, hey, you know what, I get out there in situations, I can go and make my pitches and feel confident about it. And I thought this tonight, especially playing against a team like Baltimore, like you said, Greg, best uh, best road team in all of baseball at 20 and 10 to get that lead was really important and really helped Freddie set the tone for the game. Can you do anything different on the mound when you know you have elite defense? Did, did that allow you to do anything a little bit different or be more aggressive or do anything that you may not normally be able to do if the gloves behind you weren't quite as strong? I think the one thing you, you talk about when you talk about a good defense, a ball club like the Brewers have, and you look at what they had tonight, you know, Urias at second base was fantastic. Terrain playing a, a very good shortstop, and, of course, Weimer in, in center. When you've got some guys that can play defensively, it allows you to be yourself and make your pitches. You pitch to your strength, and I think that's one thing that, Freddie is able to do tonight. He was able to pitch to his strength. I got my fastball. I located. I'll get my breaking ball over to plate. When I get ahead, I can use my secondary pitches. But when you're on that mound and you have a good defensive team behind you, you pitch to your strength. For me, it was keeping the ball down in the zone. Let him hit it on the ground. Let your teammates behind you do the work. And I think that's the confidence you have that it kind of sets a sets the the way the game is going to be played. That's the way that where you're going to set up the way you're going to go about each and every inning, and I think that's really important. And I thought that was huge for Freddie tonight. Interesting situation, interesting game for Bryce Terang. He comes up in a big moment in the first inning, strikes out with the bases loaded. He, at one point, was hitless in his last 21 at-bats. Well, next time up, he's able to reach base with a triple. Didn't score, but got on base. He, he broke a streak. Next time up at-bat, he draws a walk. The next time up at bat in the eighth inning, he hits what proved to be the game-tying single. Then he steals second, is stranded on second base. But to break out of that slump, 0 for 21, hitless in 21 plate appearances, to break out and and tie the game like he did in the eighth inning, starting to feel maybe a little more confident at the plate after that bases-loaded strikeout in the first, I I don't know that he's going to be a a 250 hitter by season's end. He he might be in the low 200s and and not unlike what J.J. Hardy was as a rookie. But you have to find ways to dig deep, right? He's going to be put in that situation. Craig Council is riding him, especially until Willie Adamas gets back. There's not a lot of off days for Bryce Terang. I felt so good for him, Augie, that he was able to produce because he clearly had been on a rough patch. Yeah, I like the adjustments he made tonight. Uh, you know, getting on base three consecutive times with the triple, then the walk. But I thought, you know, we talked about plays in the game. I thought that eighth inning facing a guy like Cano, who's got, what, a .870 RA, he's got that heavy sinker, throws the ball on both sides of the plate. But to stay back on a changeup like he did that was a little bit away from him, up in the zone, and go with that pitch, that's a sign that where you really, really have a good idea of the strike zone. You're patient at the plate. You're going to take what you're given. And I thought today was was huge for, for Bryce Trang, who had been struggling. He had a rough road trip. He'd been playing, like you said, he's been playing every day. But today, coming up with that big hit in the eighth inning, staying back on a really good changeup from a guy who throws the ball very well, I thought that was a big part of the ball game. And I, Bryce stepped up and really put in, did a nice job of driving in the run. 
you know, Augie, I don't, I don't think the Brewers have championship depth, but I do think they're getting unexpected performances, and they're being lifted by a different guy in some of these close ball games. You look at Andrew Monasterio over the weekend. Blake Perkins hits a grand slam, for goodness sake. John Singleton gets called up, finally back in the big leagues. Didn't really factor into tonight, but had, uh, did a little bit of damage over the weekend. Uh, Adrian Hauser is, is sort of settled in and somehow made the loss of Brandon Woodruff feel palatable. Like, you can, you can get by now to the end of the month because Adrian Hauser has found himself to be in a bit of a groove. I, I don't know how sustainable all that is. Uh, for an entire season, if, if you're leaning on rookies to do that from start to finish and in call-ups, that can be uh, kind of dicey. But they are getting unexpected performances from players who were not a part of this team when camp broke. And you have to have that at some juncture of your season. Well, I think, I think Greg, when you look at it, when you look at the overall picture like you just were talking, you don't know if they have that quality of team that you need to make those big steps that you need to make but you you have to give credit to Craig Council who's changed his culture here ever since he's been here saying that there are no limits you can go and you play as well as you want to play you do whatever you have to do I'm going to give you the opportunities you go do it but now you have to say hey Matt Arnold's really stepped up and said you know we have to not only be good at the major level we have to be good down below we have to have guys that can come up and help this organization or help this major league team. Maybe not in the way the regular guys that are on the major league level, but that can come up and compete. And uh, I think Matt Arnold's done an awesome job at that. But you've got to give credit to these kids coming up and really doing a job, getting an opportunity. You've got to give credit to Craig Council saying, you know what, you come up, you're going to play, and you're going to get the opportunity. And it's all stepped up, so it's going to be interesting. I, I think that's what's so unique about this NL Central this year. You know, the Cardinals are really struggling. They just can't get it together. But you know what, this Brewers just continue to win. They continue to play good baseball. And this is going to get interesting. You might see something pretty unique happening if these young players all of a sudden get the idea that, you know what, I'm, I know what I have to do to be better to help this club. And all of a sudden they start stepping up. This could get really interesting. Yeah, both the Brewers and Pirates have survived their early rough patch or their pre-All-Star break rough patch, and here they are tied for first place in the division again. Uh, In fact, I think the Brewers with the win move ahead of the Pirates now by a half game. So it's those two teams, and there is a little separation. Uh, But your point of the Cardinals is spot on. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to over the last four or five weeks that said, just wait. By the time the All-Star break hits, the Cardinals will be two games out of first place. It, it's how it always works, right? Well, I, I, it may be it, historically, but this team also got off to a historically bad start. They did have a stretch where they were finally looking like they were getting things back together, and, and then they dropped 7 to 12 games again. So they've sort of fallen back to what they were at the start of the year. So if you're holding your breath on the Cardinals, I, I don't know, maybe now's the, not the time to do it. It's an interesting division. There isn't a clear powerhouse in the division. People thought it would be the Cardinals, and clearly they are not. Uh, but it's an up-for-grabs kind of division, and to this point, the Brewers and Pirates have, have sort of separated. So uh, it is an impressive win tonight. I really think it is. Coming off a long road trip, you get in late, you're down late in the game, you find a way to come back with a player who's you know hitting under 200 to tie the game. Another rookie wins it for you with a walk-off in the 10th. He also flashes leather tonight. And this is without Brandon Woodruff and Eric Lauer and Wade Miley and Willie Adamas. And that list of players who is coming back slowly but surely uh, is certainly what the Brewers need to infuse that more consistent level of play 
in this offense. But this is a good one tonight, Augie. That's a pretty good team win. Bullpen does its job. Solid start. Just enough offense. Not the prettiest of numbers, but getting it done when you need to. I agree with you, Greg. I think coming home and getting a win like this, playing a team that's playing so well, and to get up there and just play consistent baseball. And, you know, the big goal for this team is to – is really when you look at it, is capital letters is health. We have to get this team healthy and let's see what they can do. But you got to give credit to these young players that are coming up and, and battling and and pitching coming out. You know, Adrian Hauser's throwing the ball very well. You need these guys. But you don't win unless you have a bullpen. And this bullpen all year long has really stepped up to the plate and done a great job. And if they continue, they're going to be in a good spot as the year goes on. Yeah, one earned run allowed over five innings of work. Peter Sturzlicki picks up the win. Devin Williams works the ninth. He needs just ten pitches to get out of that ninth inning. 4-3, the final. The Brewers win game one of a three-game series, part of this homestand that also features the Oakland A's coming into Milwaukee. Augie, appreciate your time again tonight, man. Always great to check in and talk Brewers baseball with you. Uh, Great being with you, Greg. Take care. You do the same. That's Jerry Augustine joining us here. We'll continue with Brewers Extra Innings coming up on the other side. Brewers manager Craig Council will have his comments. We'll also go through the highlights of tonight's game and a little preview of Game 2 of the series. It's all after this on WTMJ. On deck, more Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Trust in your family's comfort at home this summer with cider heating, plumbing, and electrical. Don't wait till it's too late for your AC preventative maintenance. Schedule your appointment today at cider.com. Cider heating, plumbing, and electrical. Families helping families since 1912. You want to do a play off that. Let's go through who's hot for the Milwaukee Brewers. And uh, it's tough to say much out of the offense tonight. 13 left on base, 4 for 18 with runners in scoring position. Talked about Bryce Terang breaking out of a slump. He was hitless in 21 plate appearances. Only broke out of that tonight with a triple. Also had a walk, which was key. And a a single that tied the game in the late innings. Bryce Terang proved critical tonight for the Brewers after striking out with the bases loaded early in the contest. He was big, as was Joey Weimer. But if you're looking for somebody who's been hot, and and really it's all season long. I was talking with some of the... uh, Brewers PR crew tonight about Devin Williams. I, it, it, do we take for granted just how good Devin Williams has been this season? I, and the, the numbers are absolutely atrocious, right? I, it's just it, it, obscene. He's it, it, .44 ERA, 10 saves, 28 strikeouts. His whip is absolutely minuscule. This guy has been on an absolute season-long groove, and he will represent the Brewers in the All-Star game, right? I don't know if the Brewers are going to get anybody else in there. Right now, it's Devin Williams for sure. You know, some of the pitching's been a, a kind of hit and miss when you talk about previous All-Stars like Freddie Peralta, Corbin Burns. Of course, Brandon Woodruff is injured. But you look at Devin's season. I mean, he's, he's allowed one earned run. That's it. One earned run. And that was a month ago. <laughs> it was May 7th against the San Francisco Giants. Again, the Brewers won, by the way. Um, Craig Council just relying on Devin Williams because uh, he needed to get a little work in, right? It's become that. Guy just needs a little bit of work. He had a nice stretch where he was saving seemingly every game in sight. Uh, And and then a couple just, you know, need to get some work in opportunities. Does have a win under his belt as well. But Devin Williams has allowed just one earned run the entire season. And that came a month ago 
on May 7th in San Francisco. Again, the Brewers won 7-3. So he is hot, courtesy of our friends at Cider Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Brewers manager Craig Council addressed the media following tonight's game. Short and sweet from the manager after a three-hour, 20-minute contest, one of the longer games of the season, and a 4-3 win for the Brewers. You know, two big hits. Uh, you know, Cano's been um, he's had he's been lights out this year. So that was uh, you know to score against them. Not many people have scored. I'd probably get them three runs this year. Um, so to, to push a run across them and Bryce to have a good at bat and a huge hit, um, obviously really impactful. And then Joey picked us up. Um, you know, with with a big hit in the tenth. Yeah, I mean, you know, Joey's a he's a competitor, man. And he just it's a really clean way he competes. Um, you know, he he doesn't get distracted by by much. Um, you know, I mean, I, the play he made in the whatever third inning was incredible um one of the best catches i've seen i mean it just that was a double off the bat i don't i don't think any of us thought anybody had a chance to catch that um so he's look he's impacting the team and um he's 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 playing well and he's been swinging the bat pretty well as far as price goes this, this, you know he was out of pretty bad skid coming into this game um did you notice his I mean, look, I mean, I don't, I don't care who you are when you go through a stretch like him. I mean, you can, you know, you can be whoever you want to, you can be Christian Yelich and go through a stretch like that. And you're, you're going to, you're going to question yourself a little bit. So that's part of it. Um, you know, the game doesn't stop for anybody and, and he responded today. Yeah. That's Brewers manager, Craig Council, young guys paving the way for the Brewers to pick up a 4-3 win. You talked about Joey Weimer's catch. You know, I'm at the game. I'm sitting in the club level on the press box, sort of looking out to right field. That ball comes off the bat, and it comes off hot. And immediately, Weimer, who was, I, he was shading right field a little bit, uh, but this thing was, was destined for the gap. Uh, and he caught it in the gap, running into the wall. You, know, you, you talk about players who are major league ready in certain aspects of their game. Joey Weimer was not on this team when the season started. Remember, it was an injury to Luis Arias in that opener against Chicago that afforded the Brewers the opportunity to pencil in Weimer for game number two. Remember, he arrived in Chicago, he walked on the field, had his first major league hit in game number two of the season. That's kind of a cool story. And then Garrett Mitchell gets injured. And you think to yourself, well, Joey Weimer was probably a guy that when Tyrone Taylor became healthy would have gone back down to the minors. Okay, you're going to see plenty of him throughout the season, but right now let's get you back to Nashville, consistent at bats, and and we'll get you back up here when it makes sense. Well, the injury to Garrett Mitchell has forced Weimer into everyday duty, and, and I don't know what he's going to hit this year. He might end up with 15, maybe 20 home runs. Who knows? He's got six already this season uh, and a bit of a flair for the dramatic. But he plays elite level, and I mean gold glove level, defense right now. Right now. And he's not going to win a gold glove this year because it just doesn't really happen for rookies all that often, especially rookies who are, by and large, struggling at the plate, hitting you know, 215, 220. His numbers at the plate are, are, are going to be modest, I think, though his power numbers it could be eye-opening. But he plays elite level defense right now at the major league level. And that's why he's getting his opportunity. Same with Bryce Terang. Injuries have fueled, I think, both of their opportunities to be everyday players. But Craig Council is going to keep putting them out there. 
And what Joey Weimer did with his glove today was incredibly impressive. He talked about it after the game. Yeah, that one was up there. Um, <laughs> it went it went into the lights pretty late too, so didn't didn't really track it well the entire way. So I kind of just picked a spot, ran to it, and, and found the ball. As for his game-winning base hit in extra innings, yeah, um, you know, hadn't seen him before. Uh, got that curveball swing in the dirt. Uh, realized I needed to see it more up and in. Saw it up and in, and uh, give it a little snap hook. So. Um, just trying to stay up the middle with it. Yeah, right into the corner. Weimer had been in that kind of situation before. Yeah, um, and I thought about that you know, before I went up. I'm um, just trying to calm the nerves a little bit. Just you know, telling yourself you've been here. Uh, not, not entirely the same situation, but um, just got to do my job there. Yeah, rookies paving the way for the Brewers' offense tonight. Brian Anderson delivers an RBI single in the first. Abraham Toro with an RBI single in the first. And then the Brewers wait until the eighth inning to tie the game with that Bryce Terang single, winning the game in the tenth inning off the bat of Joey Weimer. All behind that, pretty solid pitching. Five innings for Freddie Peralta. He allowed just two earned runs, nine strikeouts, no walks for Peralta. So a bit of a bounce back for Freddie, uh, who really struggled in the opening inning of his last start he's he's had some erratic performances here where he'll he'll, he'll look really just head scratchingly bad for a couple of moments and then find a way to settle in well tonight he was pretty solid all along he just really ran into trouble with uh, one swing of the bat uh, early in this game the second inning for Baltimore got out of a bit of a jam thanks to Joey Weimer's glove uh, in the third. So impressive performance by the Brewers. Good team victory tonight. We'll take you through the highlights of this game coming up on the other side. Brewers Extra Innings continues after this on WTMJ. On deck, more Brewers Extra Innings. Coming up, more Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get here, go! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Greg Matzik. Freddie Peralta on the mound for the Brewers tonight. 5-5 five and five with a 482 ERA entering tonight's game. And he was opposed by Kyle Gibson. 7-3 for a 389 ERA. The Orioles entering tonight's game with a record of 37-22. The Brewers 32-28. Both teams in second place in their respective divisions. And things started off very well for Freddie Peralta. Cruise through the first inning. Striking out Anthony Santander to close things out in the first. One, two, three went the Orioles. For the Brewers, Christian Yelich led the game off with a double. John Singleton hitting second tonight, lined out to left field. William Contreras drew a walk. Rowdy Telez flew out to center field. And with two outs, the stage was set for Brian Anderson to produce the first run of the game. Swing and a looping line drive. Base hit's going to drop. And on the third goes Contreras. Bob Euchre with the call. Anderson reaches on a little bloop single to left field. Contreras moved to third on the play. So runners on the corners. First and third with two out. Setting the stage for Abraham Toro. Gibson deals again. A swing a line drive. Base hit to right. Contreras is in on a rocket to right by Abraham Toro. Yeah, solid single to right field from the left-handed hitting Abraham Toro. Luis Arias was then hit by a pitch. Bryce Terang struck out with the bases loaded. And for him, that meant he was hitless in his last 21 at-bats. But Terang would get the better of Baltimore pitching a little later in the game. 
Second inning was one of production for the Baltimore Orioles. The inning started with a leadoff double from Austin Hayes, and that set the stage for Aaron Hicks to produce the first runs of the game for Baltimore. Swing on a drive in the right. This is big trouble, and it is going to tie the game. That was a hanging changeup, and Hicks took it out of here. He did to right center field. That was it for runs for Baltimore, but the game was tied at two. It would remain that way for quite some time. Peralta really settled in. He was able to ultimately strike out nine on the night. We'll detail the rest of his night coming up. Brewers had their opportunities limited in the third inning with a pair of strikeouts and a foul out as Baltimore pitching settled in. Strikeouts of Rowdy Telez and uh, Abraham Toro in that frame. And he had a little follow-up from Brian Anderson. So pretty quiet for the Brewers. Baltimore's half of the third was a little interesting. Adam Frazier led off with a single. Adelie Rushman struck out. Santander struck out for the second time. Austin Hayes hit a single. So you had runners on first and third with two out. And the guy who took Freddie Peralta deep in the second inning was in the batter's box once again in the third. 2-0 pitch. Hit in the air, right center field. Weimer on the run, and Weimer reaches out and makes the catch. Oh, what a catch by Joey Weimer in the gap in right center on the warning track. Yeah, it saved at least two runs, right? I did, That was a two-run saving catch by Joey Weimer. So the game remained tied at two. Brewers in the fourth inning had an opportunity. That was kind of a theme for the Brewers all night. Runners in scoring position was not the problem producing with runners in scoring position. That's where the Brewers were quiet, just four of a team. Peralta came back out on the fourth and promptly struck out the side. His best inning of the night came in the fourth inning. Baltimore pitching answered in the fifth, striking out the side with John Singleton, William Contreras, and Rowdy Telez going down in order. In the sixth, more of the same really for both teams. He had a collection of strikeouts. Brewers did have an opportunity after a leadoff walk by Brian Anderson, Abraham Toro had a fielder's choice that cut down the lead runner. He had a strikeout of Luis Arias, a walk of Bryce Terang, and a fielder's choice ground up by Joey Weimer to end that inning. So things were pretty quiet. A collection of strikeouts led us until the seventh inning, where the Baltimore Orioles were able to take the lead. Pops 3-1. High fly ball, deep left field. Yelich racing back to the warning track. It is gone. Ryan O'Hearn hits his third home run of the season. And the Orioles have taken a 3-2 lead. Yeah, just a couple of mistakes for Brewers pitching, but Baltimore made the Brewers pay with a couple of long balls. That made it 3-2. Yoel Piams would get out of the inning on a 4-3 ground out by Adam Frazier, who always seems to be on base. Brewers had another great opportunity in the seventh inning. Christian Yelich fled off with a single his fourth time on base. His third time of the game, he ultimately would reach base four times in the contest. Owen Miller in for John Singleton, then struck out. William Contreras grounded out to third. Two outs, Rowdy Telez with a great at-bat, great plate appearance. He was able to draw a walk. So runners on first and third with two outs and... Andrew Monasterio ended up striking out to end that inning. Opportunities were there for the Brewers. They just fell by the wayside. Meanwhile, the Orioles went down quietly in the eighth and in the ninth. So then you go to your best pitching, right? And both the Brewers and Orioles did. Felix Bautista worked the ninth inning. He struck out three batters in nine pitches. Devin Williams worked the ninth inning. 
He struck out two batters on 10 pitches. It was not a problem getting through the ninth inning for either team. In the 10th is when things always get interesting in extra innings because you start with a runner on second base, and that's exactly what the Orioles did. But Adam Frazier flew out to right field, setting the stage for Adley Rushman, who was intentionally walked. So runners on first and second with one out. Then Ted, uh, Josh Lester ended up striking out to make it uh, a two-out inning. Jorge Mateo also struck out as the Royals, uh, excuse me, Orioles went down quietly. For the Brewers in their half of the 10th, you started the game, or inning I should say, with Monasterio on second base, and then Blake Perkins was in for Abraham Toro. Well, he tried to bunt the runner over. That didn't work terribly well. In fact, a, a failed bunt ultimately led to a pop-out to third. Luis Arias then walked. Bryce Terang, excuse me, Bryce Terang then uh that ultimately walked and struck out did Bryce Terang setting the stage for Joey Weimer in the 10th. Breaking ball, hammered down the left field line. This ball is going to one-hop the wall, and this game is over. Joey Weimer with his second walk-off of the season, and the Brewers third, and they win it 4-3 to three in 10. Not to be left out of the highlights was Bryce Terang's RBI single in the eighth inning that ultimately tied the game. He's ready, here it is. Swing of the line drive, base hit in the center. This is going to get a run home, and we are back to even. Bryce Terang with a solid base hit in the right center. Brewers were able to get the game-winning run with Joey Weimer. They get the game-tying run with Bryce Terang. Good defense all around for the Brewers tonight. Baltimore finishes with three runs on eight hits, no errors. The Brewers, four runs, eight hits, no errors. 13 runners left on base. Milwaukee, 4 of 18 with runners in scoring position. Peter Strzelecki picks up the win. Austin Voth, the loss. The game played in 3 hours and 20 minutes. We'll wrap up Brewers Extra Innings with some final thoughts after this on WTMJ. Coming up, more Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Lane Grindle with the walk-off call there on WTMJ and the Brewers at Radio Network. Brewers pick up a 4-3 win over the Orioles and improved to 33-28 and on the season. Milwaukee now a half game up on the Pirates, uh, who lost today. Pirates began the day with a half game lead over the Brewers. So we'll see how they jockey for position here throughout the rest of the first half. And we'll also try and figure out how healthy this team is going to be by the end of the month. It'll be a moving target with Brandon Woodruff. You're hopeful to see him. Sometime in early July, it's certainly you know an opportunity for him to get back throwing, I think, by the end of June, whether he's able to get into the rotation before the All-Star break. I'm kind of doubtful on that. Uh, Eric Lauer with a rehab start tonight in Nashville. Willie Adamas is on the rehab train with Class A Wisconsin, opting not to go to Nashville because he's going to join the team in Milwaukee on Thursday. So uh, likely to be back in the lineup for Craig Council as they finish up this three-game series against the Orioles. So it's starting to trend the right direction here for the Brewers. Once you get healthy, you hope to stay healthy, of course. Uh, Wade Miley still a few weeks off. 
Uh, and as I mentioned, what Brandon Woodruff, uh, maybe not till after the All-Star break, given that he'll have to get himself stretched back out and likely do the rehab route through the minor league system. So that's what's on tap here for the Brewers, hopefully getting healthy uh, for that second half of the season. Tomorrow, Corbin Burns will take the mound for the Brewers. He is 4-4 four and four with a 375 ERA, 66 strikeouts. And numbers are down for Burns by and large. He shows flashes of brilliance. Uh, throughout portions of this season. He also runs into some unexpected trouble at times where you wouldn't just really expect him to. Uh, yeah, I think by and large, Cor- Corbin Burns has had a pretty nice season overall, but you're not used to seeing, you know, in his last four outings, you're looking at 12 runs, 12 earned runs. Yeah, 12 earned runs. Uh, and the strikeout numbers are, are, are relatively consistent. He's averaging uh, about seven a game or so. Uh, over the last month plus. So yeah, those numbers are, are moving in the right direction, I think, for Burns. But it just seems like maybe one inning that gets the better of Burns. Uh, you hope that the Brewers' offense can can help him out because they haven't really had a ton of offensive support in these games. Burns' last outing was a win for the Brewers, 5-4 in extra innings. He lasted six innings, allowing three earned runs. And before that, it was a loss. Brewers only scored once. Before that, it was a loss. The Brewers scored two runs. Before that, the Brewers were shut out against the St. Louis Cardinals. So, uh, you know, you get to that 4-5 run mark with Corbin Burns on the mound, I think ultimately you feel pretty comfortable about how that game is going to finish out. Uh, He'll have an opportunity tomorrow at home against the Baltimore Orioles. Good stuff tonight. Good stuff tonight for the Milwaukee Brewers. Christian Yelich among the offensive heroes had a pair of doubles, had a single in the seventh inning, was intentionally walked, also stole two bases on the night. Very productive night for Christian Yelich in that leadoff position. And then the back end of the lineup, we talked about Terang and Weimer. You know, with Terang, he struck out with the bases loaded in the first, able to deliver the game-tying base hit in the eighth, also had a stolen base, had a triple, uh, did not get uh, plated after that triple in the fourth inning, but nonetheless showed signs of breaking out of a slump. He was 0 for 21 after that strikeout in the first inning. So good stuff for the Brewers tonight. Good solid team win overall. They will look for a series win tomorrow in game number two of the series, and our broadcast will begin at 6.05 tomorrow night. Dom Catronio will be back tomorrow night. He is on assignment this evening, but he'll be back here at American Family Field tomorrow, hopefully talking about another Brewers win on Brewers Extra Innings. Thank you for being a part of our show each and every night. Sam Butson for producing the program for us. She always does a great job. Thank you for making Brewers Extra Innings part of your night on WTMJ.